3: There's joy in every journey.
0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
4: Guy yeah, Chris at our YouTube chat was one of the uh, many Padres fans I met last night at Petco Park at the Memorial uh, and I think there were two Chris's and definitely two Jessies. Uh, there was either one or two Alex's. I'm sorry if I've lost track. Uh There's a lot of people who came down last night to to pay their respects. It's Ben and Woods. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're we're celebrating the life of Peter Seidler this morning and inviting your calls and stories. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We're going to go to the phones here. Uh, it it really was a a very nice memorial. If you haven't gone down there, they set it up on the the steps there, right at the home plate gate, and it's right in front of the wall of water, the waterfall, which is very peaceful. Uh, if you're watching our YouTube stream, you see you Darvish just absolutely oh, gutting, dude, heartbreaking moment oh. as he goes and lays flowers, and then bows. He and his wife bowing their head in front of the wreaths, and the picture of Peter Seidler. But I, I don't. I mean, it wasn't really. It was organized in that they set it up nicely, but it really was the fans themselves who would come up and. And you'd take your turns you 'd go up, and they'd you know if you wanted to spend a minute or two up there just quietly, and then someone else would kind of take their place. No one crowded it it was There was enough room up there to kind of have your moment and and reflect and and think about Peter or whatever you wanted to do it's it's just well set up and if you you were thinking of going down there today, I know uh, they're making parking is free in the tailgate lot there's a bunch of construction, so you actually kind of have to like walk all the way around by the m t s garage to come around, but you 'll get there. Uh, and, and you can you don't have to bring flowers. You can just come by. And I know you're going to go by later. Bo made a oh, absolutely heartbreaking card make, for Peter Sidler It's going make, yeah.
5: make me weep. But uh, when I picked him up from school yesterday, I had been gone a couple days and was very excited to see me. And I, I, I told him the news. And he said, well, how old was he? And I said, he's 63. And he said, well, you're 48. And I said, yep. And he said, how much older? And I said, 15 years. And he said, huh. And he just kind of sat in the back while he said, did he have kids? And I go, yeah, he did. He had three three small kids. And he just kind of sat quietly. And um, we got home, and he said, can I make a card? And I said, sure, please. That'd be amazing. And he sat down, and I got Taylor, and I was, like, getting Taylor to do something. And I, I walked out of the room, and I came back, and he was sitting at our little desk. And he's got... He didn't want to show me. No, no, Dad, I stay over there. But Hannah told me that he said, Mama, how do I spell Peter Seidler? So inside the card, he wrote Bo Peter Seidler and drew all these hearts and flowers. And oh, I mean, it, it, and then he, he cut little yellow, um, like diamonds and pasted them in there. It's beautiful. And he drew a big red heart on the front. And uh, my heart was just swollen with pride. And, uh, I'm gonna take that down there for him today. But man, <clears throat> that kid loves, loves the San Diego Padres so stinking much. So much. It's such a part of the fabric of our family and our lives. And, um, yeah, man, what a huge, huge loss. And I thought you, Darvish's tweet, I mean, obviously the, the video of him and his wife bringing flowers and bowing, it gutted me. I mean, it just broke me in half. And then I saw the, uh, the tweet you sent. My heart hurts with the unfortunate news of Peter Seidler's passing. I'm sure everyone that knew him would agree with me when I say Peter was a truly wonderful human being and being in his presence was always a blessing. He was a teacher of life and taught me countless lessons from all the interactions we had. May his beautiful soul rest in peace. Just gutting, man. Just beautiful, beautiful words from... From, you know, a San Diego Padre legend uh, that is
4: you. You can tell you is a very thoughtful Barry. person like Peter was. Like, I'm not surprised that they were kind of kindred spirits on the San Diego Padres. I didn't know how, quite, how close they were even until yesterday, really. But that was a, such an unbelievable moment. Uh, let's go to the phones. I don't know if it's going to make it any better, but if we keep going on this track, we're all going to lose it here. Yeah, so no doubt. Uh, let's go out to our phone lines, 833 288 3 we got Dean across the country in North Carolina. Good morning, Dean.
6: Hey, fellas. Tough uh, tough way to start the morning,
4: huh? No doubt.
6: Yeah. Well, um, hey, well, that was a cool story about, Bo. Man, kids are, kids are really the best. They are. And, um, you know, things, things like that. Uh, you know, it, it, as much as it hurts, it you know, really you know, makes you makes you happy to see when they uh, when they respond like that. But um, you know, I was I was thinking, you know, and it's funny the, the the way the conversation went with Major Garrett because some of that stuff I was thinking about before when you guys were talking about how much Peter cared about the homelessness issue, and you know, got me thinking. You know, homelessness back in the the problem in San Diego and beyond. That you no know, that that will only get solved with people like Peter Seidler. Like Correct. that's, that's never going to get fixed by politicians. They're, they you know, they, they say they're all about it. They'll never actually fix it. It doesn't benefit them to do so. You, you need, you need Peter Seidlers in the world to, you know, step up and actually take action and, and fix those kind of things. And then when you guys were talking to major about, you know, why doesn't, you know, why aren't people like Peter Seidler in, you know, Government leadership role, and it's pretty simple because someone like Peter Seidler is, you know, an uncorruptible, good person. Too pure for it. Yeah, those are not the type of people that uh, that hold, you know, politician seats. And Peter Peter Seidler is the antithesis of that. And you know, that's so much so much beyond you know what you know what he meant to to the Padres and to the fans but just talking like the. The type of person he was, and you know, helping on those issues specifically. That's more importantly what we lost, and you know, we unfortunately, as you know, the, the San Diego sports community, just you know, him and Tony and Junior, all just great people that cared about the fans in the city that are just gone way too soon. So it was you know really really tough to hear that, and I'm just hoping that the the team and whoever takes over and leadership can uh, just you know do right by him and through what you know what the plan is and what they got to do to, to win a championship for him.
5: That's it's a great well said, man. Absolutely well said. And I just can't stress enough um I just can't stress enough the times that we talked to him, how it always came back to others. Always. Every time. And and the the mentality that he had, the stories you know that have come out that he spent his time walking down And talking to people and listening to people about how they got there, what they needed, um, that's a different breed entirely, entirely of a human being. Many people donate money. Many people donate canned goods. Many people donate gift bags. So very few will take the time to go out and look somebody in the eye and say, how did you get here? What can I do to help you? You know what do you need? That is a different breed, and and you know th- there's there's just not many of those people out there. You know it's oh. human suffering in
2: in a way that I don't believe needs to occur. Um, with rare exceptions, homeless people have problems, whether it's mental health or physical health, or simply, especially during the pandemic, they simply ran out of money, and you see more children out there and elderly out there that um and our and so really most cities including san diego had a big step back during the pandemic because there were a lot of things that could not be done because of social distancing and and just all the um massive negative impacts of the pandemic but we're, we're largely through that now and i believe our city um with leadership um from uh, both the private sector and the public sector is in the early stages of, of seeing those numbers trend down, seeing that suffering trend down. And, um, you know, it's, it's critical to all of us, and I, I spend a lot of my personal time and work with really great people. To, and, our, and we have one objective, and that's to reduce the suffering, and help the most vulnerable. Um, and I've got some optimistic optimism as we um, further step into 2023 that things are going to get better. That,
7: that clip was uh, from our show when we talked to Peter at spring training earlier this year. That was day two of spring training. That's what he wanted to that's talk about.
5: That's what he – honestly, I, I think I had asked him a baseball question, you know, and then that's what he wanted to talk about. You know, you, you, there's, there's a lot of, of fans of teams that enjoy their owner's um, if you 're a if you 're a Dallas Mavericks fan you 've probably enjoyed for the most part having Mark Cuban as your owner right uh, pretty pretty good owner, uh, good with a comment, good with a quip you know has done a lot of good also has done a lot of good in Dallas and for other people with yeah. his new prescription yeah. uh, drug thing that he does. I think that 's remarkable. But it's the humanitarian side that is the biggest loss. I mean, yeah, Peter wrote some big checks for some good players. um, But it's the humanitarian side. It's the how will San Diego react to be affected by his passing. Uh, And that's the ripple effect I was mentioning earlier. Like. It you need to have people that are ready to step in and, and take those reins.
4: There are wealthy people who do good. A lot of them 100%. out there, hundred percent, and they're usually got there as major because they're shrewd, yes, smart. Very few people combine the shrewdness with the kindness and the empathy. <laughs> Correct, though, that, it's usually that, one or the other that Peter Seidler had. It is a very unique combination to be sure. Let's uh let's go out to our friend Ryan Cohen's on the line 833-288-0973. eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Good morning, Ryan.
5: Morning, guys. Hey, buddy.
4: Um,
8: I Just, I don't have anything specific to add on like what everyone else has been saying. But I think a lot of times we overuse the word hero. Yeah. Um, I say it all the time about, you know, baseball players and guys who hit the ball really far throw the ball really hard. But I can't think of a better person than Peter Seidler when I use the word hero. Um, both as the owner and all the stuff that he did for people in San Diego and house community, all of that. But I just want to say thank you to Peter Seidler to his family and the ownership group for bringing in this new wave of excitement and joy to San Diego with the Padres. And one of the great joys of my life over the last few years has been my parents becoming huge Padres fans because they were fun. My little brother, My childhood friends. I'm getting texts from people I grew up with every day about the Padres. We lived together in San Diego for 18 years while I was growing up, and they didn't watch the Padres. But when we all go our separate ways after high school, and the Padres become a fun, thrilling product, thanks to Peter Seidler, it brings the entire city together and the memories from 2022, but the memories of trading for you darvish in the middle of the 21 off season bringing on that money and the tatis extension and bringing in manny and all the things that have led up to where they are now that's you know it's like the joys and the journey that's the fun part and that's that's really thanks to peter Seidler, and it's a horrible horrible loss
5: for padres fans and for all of San Diego. It's terrible. I loved your story yesterday when uh, Peter emailed you and offered you his tickets. I thought that was really, really sweet and kind. And, uh, again, just the the kind of person uh, that he is and was. And uh, I thought that was a really cool uh, remembrance that you had of him, Ryan, and you'll have that forever, uh, certainly. And, you know, again, it's such – there's such massive shoes to fill. I mean, it would be like – it's massive. It's a massive, massive legacy uh, to try to live up to, you know, and, and you you just hope that, that somebody's able to do that.
4: I will say of the people that I know, Ryan does about as good of a job of living up to the Peter Seidler ideals no with what he does, Camp Kesem, and yep. wanting to do things for others and being a positive force. And, and Ryan, I wanted to thank you for that. Uh, we just need to get you, you know, a couple of billion dollars, so you can buy the baseball team, and and then, uh, well, I feel I'll feel confident that the Padres <laughs> yeah, are in good hands in the future, the right hands,
5: yes, sir. <laughs> that that's one of the best compliments
8: I've ever received. So thank you very very much. I I take that to heart. Thanks, Ryan. We love
4: you, bro. Uh, that opens up a line eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We're going to take a quick timeout. I can get to more of your calls and memories of Peter Seidler. There's a comment here in the chat I want to get to that uh, involves Tony Gwynn from Elisa. I want to talk about that as well. We'll get to all of that right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
0: On TuneIn, go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network.
3: Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at TMobile.com/slash Across America.
4: Welcome back to Ben and Woods. Our phone lines are open at 833-288-0973 as we uh, reflect on Peter Seidler. And I, I saw this comment, Woods, from Elisa in the chat. She said, I haven't felt a sports loss like this since Tony. And, and it got me thinking because I, I was on the air the morning that, that Tony Gwynn died. So and was it was absolutely devastating. And I started thinking about Peter Seidler, and I realized, <laughs> while Tony was taken from us even younger than Peter, I didn't—I really only knew Peter for the last like four or five years. I, we did not get enough Peter Seidler. We didn't at all. I, I mean, just barely a taste of like we were just starting to really appreciate so much about Peter Seidler. He was just
7: getting started, man, and,
4: and he's gone. And you know. I, Obviously, I enjoyed every single moment of Tony Gwynn's baseball career, and it was such a devastating loss. And while they're both towering San Diego figures, I I equate Tony with joy and excellence. They were both kind people. Peter, I I equate with with empathy and obviously caring and, and what he has done for the community. Two giants, of course, but it did get me thinking that yeah he was sixty three but I, I I only knew Peter for like a few years here that's that 's it not enough time at all. yeah,
5: we sat down with him a couple of times uh would obviously run into him at the ballpark a bunch the 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 last interview we had with him at spring training was by far my favorite i mean the the bitter cold out there, him kind of standing around, moving from one foot to the other as we had to wait for a long commercial break to get to him. And I'm just sitting there wishing I could make it
4: warmer for him. <laughs> yeah, we're and, all big husky guys. Yeah. yeah and this was even before my fat loss, so I was very husky. <laughs> he's, of course, not. And I'm thinking, oh, my he's God, it's going to be freezing. kind
5: of blowing into his hand,
4: Blowing <laughs> into his hands. Peter, you own all, all of, this. of this you
7: can you want to Can't like, you just, hire, just pick everything up hire and we'll go someone to like somewhere? carry a heater right yes. behind you <laughs> and and he <laughs> just
5: time. he sat there and we did 30 minutes with him or whatever and it was just it was so incredible It was so kind i was so glad i got that picture with him the mustache <laughs> twins and me asking him about his mustache and him saying i i couldn't shave it if i wanted to my wife loves it so much that I have to keep this mustache.
4: When did you make the the call? Though? Yeah, I mean, when, what was this, the decision? <laughs> that this came about? Went into it. Well,
5: the quick backstory: I, um,
4: I
2: I never had grown a mustache before, <laughs> and I participated in the Great Movember yeah. um, Men's Health um, Month, where where men are um, for good causes uh, asked to grow a mustache, and I did it, and really at the inspiration of my eight-year-old daughter and um, my, my two daughters and my wife seem to like it and I tell them it's day-to-day so we'll see but yeah. I'm having fun with it
5: Mrs. Seidler though said don't come home without it like you have to it's have like the it American <laughs> yeah, you don't come home without it oh, so yeah. she's a fan
2: she's a fan <laughs>
5: uh, it, makes me, it makes me cry Honestly, like I remember that day so vividly. It's so and,
4: Deadwood, I mean, yeah, it, just, yeah, it looks like, so it felt, badass. you needs on to be belong in the Old West in some uh, OK Corral shootout with that mustache. That's
5: just one of those memories that you don't realize it at the time. You know it's special and you know it's great because it's it's really the first time I think we sat down with him. We talked to him on the phone, um, which was awesome. But to sit down with him in his presence and and again to hear um, and see in his face how kind he was how much he enjoyed himself uh, at that interview. We just had a great, it was
4: just a great, great time. Paul, you actually met him years before us at your old radio station.
7: So the first time, I was thinking about it yesterday, the first time I met Peter Seidler is one of my all-time favorite moments with Peter Seidler, and it was uh, 2017. Uh, We were at the old station. Well, I was at the old station. You guys weren't there yet. And I was doing nights with Kevin Acey, And we went from 6 to 9 p.m. every night and found out that, Peter would listen to the show every night when he was taking one of those walks that you've heard about, especially over the last 24 hours. And uh, Kevin arranged for Peter to come by the studio for an hour or two. And he was just, he was a partner. He was a managing partner. Ron Fowler still was kind of the guy in charge for the team. So I'd never met Peter, uh, never spoken to him. And he showed up to the radio station. Um, I went outside to go let him into the building. And here was this guy wearing a dress shirt, a business dress shirt that was probably 4XL, like I mean just so hanging down to his knees. He had a tie that was untied hanging around his neck and he was wearing pajama bottoms and loafers. <laughs> Basically <laughs> And he's just sitting on the other side of the glass doors like this, <laughs> You're like, just waiting. This uh, him? And I go, okay, where's Peter? <laughs> I go, w- wh- what is happening? You're one of the
4: owners of the San Diego Padres. So
7: I bring him into the studio, and we're talking to him. And I don't remember if it was on the air or off the air, but we asked him. We go, Peter, what's what's going on here? What, do, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, what, are we do- what are we wearing here, get-up? bud? And he tells us, well, it was – I haven't gone home yet, but it was – Bring your dad to school day for my little girl and I let her dress me today and that's what she chose. So that's what I wore today. Well, that's a very oh, woods thing dude. right and there too. I just went I just threw my hands up and I go, That's
5: it. I love this love guy. love this guy. Just incredible, man. He yeah, people are talking about in the chat, the most humble billionaire of all time. Like, truly actually. is truly, truly is. Um there there I've met a few in my day. And they're not all great. You know, they're not. Now he would have made the worst episode of Succession. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, he just does not, he doesn't fit the mold uh, and doesn't fit the mold uh, of a lot of people. There's just very few people like him out there. That is amazing. Yeah, and it just breaks my heart again, you know, thinking about his kids and and and. You know, now that they they've lost their, you
4: know, for us he was this iconic owner. For that, it's just dad. He's it's, got it's dad. He's got a such a big family. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize that he is one of yes but 10 siblings he has 9, nine brothers, brothers and, brothers and sisters. sisters and he he was one of the the older ones he has um you know tom we know who's one of his younger brothers he has brothers even younger than than tom i mean i think <laughs> it, all the way down into their like 40s uh he's got brothers his mom is is still with us and you know heart goes out to her as well you should never have to to outlive one of your your children of course but uh, yeah he's got that extended sidler O'Malley family that, uh, you know, it goes all the way. I think he has uh, relatives in Australia who are part of Seidler Equity Partners as well. One of his brothers kind of manages the the business down there. So it's a, it's a wide-ranging Seidler family that uh, is, is grieving today.
5: No question about it. Uh, I emailed Tom yesterday, not expecting a response back. Just wanted to share with him.
4: I wanted
7: to reach out to him. I, I didn't I always, have words. Yeah, it, so,
4: yeah, you I know, didn't I, I always, words. It's such a hard thing to do. I applaud you for doing it. I, was, I don't want to add to any of the issues. I don't want to feel like anyone has to get back. But I think it's, it's great that you did reach Tom out. Tom
5: has done so much. For us. So, 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 so much. And in fact, I was thinking about it too. Um, we owe a lot of our success to, uh, to Peter, to Ron Fowler, to Tom Seidler. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those people down there have helped this show in more ways than you will ever know. Um, and And that is, I have a lot of gratitude for them. Uh, a lot because again, you know we we weren't supposed to uh, we weren't supposed to be here at ninety seven three the fan and uh, that was from a lot of help with from from some of those very people so um, just an immeasurable amount of gratitude I have for Ron and for Peter and for Tom and all of the people down there um, it's it's immeasurable they also, it saved my
4: life they also always have let us be us yes always and have never never used what is you know a considerable amount of influence that they can wield if they wanted to if no they question. wanted to stick their thumb on hey i we want you to talk about this we don't want you to talk about this it would be hard to to push back because of you know their stature in the community and you know, the fact that the Padres are really the, the game in town, but they've never done that. They have always encouraged us to be us and be honest in our opinions about the team and our passion for the team. And, and Peter was just like that, just as Ron was before him as the owner of the Padres. Can't understand as as a radio host how much that helps and how meaningful that is to us in our job.
7: You know, there are people out there that uh, love to say, well, you guys are the flagship. You have to carry water for the team. Right. And we've said several times over the years, hey, they've never once told us, hey, lighten up. Hey, please go easy on you go us. go with this narrative right. instead? And, and that remains true today. Yeah. And I just told you the story of when I first met Peter, that same day that same night i was walking him out of the building and he goes you guys uh you guys do a good job i listen every night when i'm walking around town and i go oh yeah, makes and I, go, sick. I go oh i am uh, so, so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry at that point they were there was a discussion going on that time about possibly changing the uniforms yeah. to brown which they ended up doing three years later Two years later, and I go, Oh, I uh, hope you weren't like upset with some of the comments we made. And he goes, Hit us harder. Yeah, he goes, they love it. I swear to God, like, that's what he said. They to love me. It. He said, If we're playing like crap, say we're playing like crap. Like, you owe that to the fans. We want our fans to hear that. Be yourselves, be true, be fair, whatever that looks like to you in your mind. <laughs> And and that Ron Fowler said the same thing. Yep. But Peter Seidler said that to my face that night, and I've always held on to that.
5: Ron actually encouraged us to just pound the team <laughs> from time to time, so that was great. So yeah, that that narrative has always bugged me, but it doesn't bug me so much today, no. uh, just because you know we know it, I know it, you've heard it, I've heard it, uh, Ben's heard it. It's 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 a it's a special place. Uh, it really is a special place, and. uh run by very special people.
4: If you're uh if you're on the line stay there. Uh we're still sharing memories, stories, thoughts on Peter Seidler. You can join us. We got a couple of open lines 833-288-0973 back we got with- some
7: time in the next segment. I want to hear uh Jesse Agler was on yeah, Oh, with oh Glenn yeah. And Chris yesterday. That was good stuff. I got a couple of clips from that. He was out
4: yeah, I love us listening to that interview. It's it's terrific, as you would expect Jesse to be. So we'll get to some of that audio as well. Coming up next here, Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety seven three the fan. Going to get out to another phone call or two, and then we'll hear from Jesse Aguilar and some of his thoughts on Peter Seidler. It's Ben and Woods. Sad morning in San Diego. Sad morning for Padres fans. Sad morning across baseball. Rob Manford released a statement. Uh, soccer, at least a couple of teams released statements as did. well. Yeah, a bunch did. Dodgers, actually. I saw. Yep. Uh, Nationals, a, a couple of others as well uh, about the loss. Uh, you know, even though I know there were owners out there who didn't agree with Peter's spending on his team. Uh, I don't think there's again anyone who didn't like Peter Seidler, yeah. the human being that he was.
5: Yeah, I didn't I didn't care much for some of the some of the tweets that I saw yesterday. They they bummed me out, you know. I mean, look, Jason Starks a Hall of Famer. We've had him on the show. I, I think the guy's otherworldly talent. But I think he missed the mark yesterday. Well, when he tweeted about it, I thought Ken I don't Rosen think Jason thought,
7: Stark's a bad guy. I think he had a I, bad moment. I,
5: yeah, Jason Stark is. I, I, he's not a bad guy at all. Like he's a really, really good dude, and I, that's what really surprised me uh, about the tweet that I saw from him uh, yesterday. That says, "Rest in peace to Peter Seidler. No owner in baseball was a greater cheerleader for his city and team." Stop. Fine. Stop Fine. there. You're done. Yeah. The beautiful. It's great. Thank you so much, Jason. He says, (laughs) he may have spent above his team's means, but he refused to accept the popular notion that San Diego was just another small market that couldn't compete. It's hard not to admire that. So in a backhanded compliment sort of way, I think we were all just, uh, the nerves were a little bit exposed yesterday. I
4: I mean, in total honesty, if you're not in our community, I'm sure no one read that in texas or new york and went oh that was a gratuitous shot it was probably just not just and, us. And move on it was kind of us because the way we were feeling i think yesterday about it uh, let's go back out to the phones here for a, a minute or two mike in mission valley mike good morning welcome to Bennett woods on 97.3 the fan good morning mike
5: what, what's up boys how are
1: we doing it's been a long time doing good man um i <clears throat> just wanted to share a quick story um Pre-pandemic, uh, so I guess it was pre-time he was the actual chairman. Uh, I was lucky enough to sit down and be in the same place as him and have a beer with him. Um, and Peter, you know, everybody said he's unassuming. He's you know he's super humble and all that. And that was at the time they were, uh, you know, the fan experience was great. You know, there was the 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 the, um, the miners was doing great. we were yeah. getting ready to change into the brown. Things were looking up in terms of the fan experience. And I had just, you know, a couple of years before just moved back in town from uh, from living in L.A. And my wife and I bought season tickets after the Chargers left. And so I, I said to him, hey, Peter, man, thank you so much, you know, for, for the fan experience. It's great. I, you know, I know that, you know, we're trying to get better. But the fan experience is great. I love going to the ballpark. And he cuts me off. And he goes, I don't give an S about the fan experience. I just want an effing win. Deadpan, like, you know, and I was like, you know what, Peter? Appreciate you. Thank you. And I knew right away at that point, like, it gave me hope. It gave me, like, as a San Diegan for my entire life, a San Diego, you know, fan, that was the first time I've literally had faith in ownership, you know, in this city. And and it was like he was just so amazing and just so humble. and But, like, he was cutthroat, dude. He wanted to win. I love he it. He did not care about anything else. And <laughs> the best thing about him, the best thing about him to me, is that he's the type of guy that, you know, great, you can put your money where your mouth is, fine. But he was out there. He was a steward. He understood what it was like to be a steward and a shepherd for the fans, for the team. Nobody, No other owner understands that. And he understood not just putting your money where your mouth is in terms of being a, a neighborhood member. Like he, he had his house downtown, right? He has Pecco Park, but he was part of that community. He was ingrained, and he was a participant, an active participant in improving the community. He was a great neighbor, a great friend, a great owner. We love you, Peter. Rest in, rest in power, my friend. That was Mike, great, thank man. you for the call. It's, awesome. You know, it's funny
4: that you bring that up, because obviously the Padres do fan experience really, really yeah. well. And I'm sure that tone is set somewhere, and, and Peter has good people on it. But I don't really remember him ever talking about concerts at Gallagher Square uh-huh. or you know, making the, the acoustics better or anything. All I really remember him talking about is, how are we going to win a World Series? That's what he really wanted to talk about. That's what he cared about in addition to the community, the homeless crisis. But when it came to the baseball team, wasn't the concessions weren't really on his mind that much. The you know sight lines, I don't think it was something he thought about a ton. He just wanted to win
5: yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the fan experience continues to improve every day. And I think what fans in this town have realized, it's a lot, it's a lot better of an experience when you're winning. That's, and that's what he, he realized. He said it to us. If you build a winner, you know, people will come. They absolutely will. And they did. And they showed up in droves, uh, this season, third in attendance in a little old San Diego, you know, third behind the Yankees and the Dodgers. That's, that's remarkable. It's remarkable.
4: Both places with ten million plus Correct. people to draw from.
5: Correct, and and he was absolutely right in that. And if they keep that going, if they keep that going, and they keep a winning product on the field, there's no reason that has to change. I, I think, I think, San Diego, uh, you know, San Diegans and, and Padres fans certainly. Yes, it's nice to go to Petco Park. It's lovely, but. They don't really care about the dot race anymore. They don't care about the, the anchor man ra- uh, relay. They want to see a winning product on the field. And
4: uh, nobody understood that more than him. Uh, I want to hear from uh, Jesse Agler, the voice of the Padres. Uh, we'll get some of his thoughts right after this check of traffic on 97.3, The Fan. So I was driving down, downtown, down to the the memorial at Peco Park yesterday. Happened to be in the car when Gwen and Chris were on and talking to Jesse Agler the voice of the Padres, and, you know, it's one of those things. I couldn't get out of the car. I had to listen uh, to the whole thing, and, and Jesse always offers such a great perspective. But, you know, obviously Jesse came at this from a, even a different perspective than us. Jesse actually worked for Peter Seidler, technically. He was an employee of the Padres. Peter Seidler owned the Padres. Jesse worked for him. So it, it kind of framed his relationship, but as you'd expect... Peter treated his employees just like he did everybody else. Uh, amazing with class and and dignity. And this is a little bit of, of Jesse on what it was like to work for Peter Seidler.
2: It was kind of a pleasure to be able to have
7: have being the employee of an owner like that.
4: It's it's a dream. It's a dream. And
9: I, I was thinking about this today. Um, and, and, you know, many of my conversations with Peter were like the conversations that, like, Tony and I would have off the air. Or, Chris, when you stop by and I see you like the conversations we'd have about the team when, when you work in sports and you guys know this, but for the listeners, it, it, especially if you worked for a team or in one specific sport, obviously huge baseball fan growing up. Um, And Tony, your perspective is a little bit different because you basically have lived in the, in, in major league baseball your entire life. But, you know, for me, my, my fandom changed when I began working in professional sports a little bit. And so the way like, I feel about the Padres is quite frankly and honestly, a little bit different than the way I feel about like when I watch Miami hurricanes football, when I watch Miami hurricanes football, I'm an unglued maniac. Okay. (laughs) You know, and, and like, I'm sure Tony with the Lakers, right. Or Chris with the dolphins. Like we have like, when you're like a full 100% fan of something, it's a very different thing than when you work for a team. But I tell you what, Peter, didn't lose that with the Padres. Like, not only did he work for the team, he owned the team. Like, so, you know, it was like he was as invested literally as any of us in their success, but he never lost, like, that fan's perspective. And that is unbelievably rare and so refreshing. And it made the conversations with him so fun because it really did feel like any of us, you didn't feel like you were talking to the owner, I guess, is what I'm saying. When you talk to Peter about the team, he'd be, you know, he'd, he'd come up to you and be like, Whew, so what do you think about the eighth inning? You know, and it was yeah. like, you start talking about it and talking about it, and, you know, like halfway through my rambling, I remember who I'm speaking to, and I'd be like, well, what do you think about the eighth <laughs> inning? You know, like that, that's far more important than what I think. And, and, I mean, just such, like, genuine, genuine warmth and love for the game and for people. Um, you know, I, I did the thing, which I know we all do when we lose somebody these days, and I looked back through texts and emails, you know, just to kind of you know, feel something. And and I don't know if that's like the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but my God, like it just reminded me what a, what an incredibly positive and supportive person Peter Seidler was, you know, my, my career here began early on in, in Peter's tenure with the Padres. And so like in, in a weird way, maybe we kind of grew together um you know working here in san diego he, he arrived in 2012 i arrived in 2014 and looking back i saw some of the early early emails he sent me really you could tell i was a young guy kind of finding my feet and he would just shoot me unsolicited notes of support yeah hey i was i was walking on the beach tonight and listening to you guys you sounded great hey great home run call stuff like that and i mean gosh like what an unbelievably unnecessary but kind meaningful thing to be able to do um, and and that's just how he was with everybody. Uh, just a, a tremendous, tremendous.
4: So uh, that's Jesse Agler. And, and they went on and, you know, when you ball fan, like what kind of owner would you like to have of your professional sports franchise? Because we've seen all different kinds, championship winning ones, the Robert Crafts of the world or Jerry Bus and. They, you know, Mark Cuban, you brought up earlier. They, they all have their strengths and weaknesses. But kind of, if you if you went into a lab and really wanted to create like the the perfect owner, I think it would look a lot like Peter Seidler. I think so too. Jesse talked about that with Quinn and Chris yesterday.
9: He was kind. He was warm, but boy, was he competitive. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's and and that's like the perfect mix. I mean, literally, if you if you ask like a fan of any sports team. Hey, if you could create the perfect owner for your favorite team in a lab, you're pretty much going to come up with what Peter Seiler was. You know, someone who thought like a fan, who spent, you know, like a fan would spend, uh, who kind of <laughs> right. exuded the positivity required to shepherd the thing through the ups and the downs. You know, he, he understood the roller coaster nature of it, you know, in a way that was maybe even beyond like the usual fan perspective, you know, like, he, he's been in pro baseball basically his entire life, uh, because of his family and the Dodgers. And so he's seen so many ups and downs, uh, you know, in kind of an intimate way. And so that I think afforded him, you know, like this perspective of being able to zoom out and like 2021, for instance, um, you know, when that really went badly or this year. And obviously we didn't get the opportunity to speak with him the tail end of this year because he wasn't well, but I remember conversations and emails and texts, you know, after the disappointment of 2021. And while he was as devastated as I think everybody was in town, he understood that it was part of the larger picture. And, you know, sure enough, what happened last year in 22, the Padres go all the way to the championship series in the National League. And, um, you know, he he enjoyed it so much. Um, He wants it so badly for this fan base, for this community. Um, You know, he, I think really at the end of the day, perhaps as much as anything, he took his responsibility of sort of being the shepherd of this team. So seriously. And he knows what it means to this fan base. Um, He knows what it means to the people in this community. When I say community, I mean, you know, down, yeah, into Baja, but up north, out east, like he understood the breadth of the thing. And, you know, I think especially in the wake of the Chargers leaving, understanding just how much pride we all take here in the success of this organization. And he wanted to make it as successful as possible.
5: God, that was so effing good. He is so good at what he does. He has a way with words. He yeah. definitely has a way with words, uh, texted with him a little bit yesterday. And, um, I just, uh, just beautifully said and got, uh, Tweeted in said yeah it's nice to get an out of boy from the big boss every now and then yeah you're not wrong <laughs> man uh, when the big boss is Peter Seidler it's it's got to be a pretty trippy feeling for for Jesse Agler but you know with uh, with so much uncertainty uh, now going forward I mean I think you know you asked me the question earlier Ben did I read anything into um, you know the the spending this year you know did and I saw a lot of that sentiment of you know, man looks in the mirror, realizes, you know, I may not have much time left. I want to do some of the things I want to do. I I I don't know if I can make that connect those dots necessarily. I don't know that that's not the case. Um, but it could I very do,
7: well be the case, but I still believe he, that I, every move was calculated. And
5: I think he would have spent Money anyway. I mean, he said it before. Like I, I have. uh, Where's that sticker? Can't take it with you. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Uh, One of the tier ones uh, brought these uh, stickers that he made. That uh, yeah, little Peter Seidler's with his hands stretched out. That says, Mm -hmm. "I kind of like spending money." Right.
5: I think he didn't. He say that on the show. I kind (laughs) of like spending money. You can't take it with you. And I think you know, knowing what he was up against, um, I don't know that it was like you better go win me a World Series or else. I, I think it was. What do you feel we need to do to get better? And uh and that's what they did. And so, you know, listen, I I, I admire that very, very much. Uh very, very much. And and I, I think especially fans of sports teams in this city really admired that about Peter. The commitment to not want to leave, not look for greener pastures, just want
4: to win here and here alone. It's and, da- and not necessarily do it responsibly.
5: Correct, and like not by pin- pinching pennies <laughs> yeah. and, and pinching. Going pennies against the grain. Going against the grain a little bit. A bit of a maverick. Uh, that was my favorite part of it. Pissing I, off other owners. I told every one of those owners. <laughs> hey
7: man, you're making us look bad. Yeah,
5: yeah. I told every one of those owners to suck it. All of them. <laughs> you know, in the in the offseason. now we didn't. We didn't get there. You know, we didn't make the playoffs. And and. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were right and we were wrong. Um, It just means that it didn't break our way this year. And I don't think that was uh, due to any fault of Peter Seidler's. That's for sure.
4: This hour on Bennett Woods is brought to you by Smart and Final. Score a Turkey Day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip and that's it. It's Smart and Final, use promo code SFTHANKS for free delivery on your next order. Now, you've heard some of our... Um Peter Seidler interviews and, and sound bites from the past. I can't believe we've gone two hours. We haven't played the most famous oh, Peter Seidler interview that has ever taken place here on 973 the fan. When, Bar I, tell none. You,
7: when I tell you that I listened to this <laughs> at least ten times in its entirety yesterday with the biggest freaking grin on my face the whole time, it's the best.
4: The amazing
7: is it Answer extra it. sweet because this is against the Dodgers?
4: Adam Kluge interview audio with ever. Peter Seidler. We'll come back with that for you next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3 The Fan.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.